Welcome to Nonstop Rock Talk. I am your host, Tyson Bryden. Today, I'm very happy to welcome Crystal Payette and Mike Bird of Seattle Band. I believe you guys are from Seattle, Limber Lost. Uh, welcome to you both. How are you both doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having us. Awesome, Tyson. We're excited to be here. Well, thank you for being here. Um, okay, so... We'll, we'll kind of get this out of the way. Tell me a bit about Limber Lost, the other band members besides yourselves, when the band was formed, all those sort of details. Yeah, we've been together for a while now. It, the origins of the band start with um, Mike, who's here with us today, and our guitar player, Ricky. And they got together and were, um, you know, over the years trying to put together a project and eventually kind of stumbled into me and... Our initial group of four that formed Limber Law started working together in like the fall of 2014. And so that was kind of like what I see as like the starting point. And um, we were kind of just writing songs and playing a lot together. And we we got to that point where where you have to really start working harder in relationships, you know, like you spend a lot of time around people and, you know, yeah. That kind of thing. So, so we were like, let's let's get our songs recorded at least because we're writing some cool songs. We weren't sure if we were going to be able to kind of continue as a group or not, but we we uh, kind of were able to get through those interpersonal things and really kind of build strong relationships that have stood through to this day at that point. And as soon as we started recording, uh, we got picked up by some local Seattle internet-based radio stations, and we started getting shows, and it's, it's been a wild ride since then. And now the band hails, as you said, in Seattle, Washington. Um, of course, we know the legacy that is associated with that city. Do you think that reflects in your music at all? Oh, I think uh, for sure. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's hard not to, you know. I mean, yeah. you know, uh, it's... You know, there's been a lot of stuff that has come out of this area, you know, not just even, not even like in the recent grunge movement, but even before that, you know, I'm, I'm an elder statesman of, of the group. So, I, <laughs> you know, I was around back in the early 80s, you know, and the heydays of heart and stuff, you know, even though I'm actually born in the 70s. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, you know, just really cool legacy musicians that have come out of this, this town and, 
and just growing up with all that in your ears, it's just hard not to, you know, it's just really hard not to have had it, you know, influence us in some way. Right. Absolutely. And we're a band with two female singers, so that, you know, the correlation is drawn often. And I would say that definitely heart paved the way, you know, as it were, with with women in rock and roll. They really did something um, in their day and are still, I mean, incredible, incredible musicians and and still an incredible singer. So I'm very much influenced by, by her tenacity and her... Her style and uh, you know just who she is. Yeah, I saw them open for Def Leppard. Did um, you? Yeah, um, probably ten years ago. She, yeah, she blew me. I mean, yeah. they blew me away. I mean, Ann Wilson was unbelievable. Out of the water. Yeah, yep. yeah. And I just couldn't believe that she, for one, the fact that she still she hasn't lost anything on her voice, like no. unreal. Nothing. So. It was it was pretty awesome to see them. Um, yeah. From what I recall, it was a uh, it was it, it was a hell of a show between the two yeah. bands, right? So it was yeah, awesome. Yeah, they always deliver. Yeah. Funny, it's funny you say those two bands. Those are the last two concerts I went to before COVID. Really? I, really? <laughs> I went to Def Leppard. I mean, yeah, they, they were at the White River Amphitheater up here. I went and saw Def Leppard. Mm-hmm. I can't remember who opened for them. And then uh, and then. Uh, Shortly after that, it was uh, Joan Jett and uh, Hart down at the Tacoma yeah. Dome. So, wow. yeah, and uh, now it wasn't. Now I got to be honest about Hart now, because you know Uh-oh. I love Ann and Nancy, and they can wail yeah. and stuff. But it's not the same without the boys. You know, even some of the more recent boys. Yeah, yeah. Even you know they didn't have Ben Smith even on drums this time around. And so it was just that there were no DeRozier links at all in that concert. Not one. <laughs> and I was just sitting there going, "Oh, come on, man, just one!" But no, they didn't play any of it. They just played right through all the drum fills and crap. So, anyway. so like a drummer. Yeah, well, you know, just what it is. You, that's so you know, true. Things, that's like that's like they're not being. You know, that's like going to a Genesis concert and you know, and listening to Day in the Air tonight, and the iconic drum fills not there. You know, to me, that's just. You know, that's there's, a good there's point. A point. Crime, the crime, it's a crime. It is. Yeah, it's a party foul. Big time. Yeah. So, Mike, <laughs> these days. Are, are, are you the guy when you go to the show that you focus more on the drummer than the whole band then? Uh, you know, I focus on everybody, you know. I mean, it's hard not to focus on drummers. I mean, you know, I, you know, we're we're back there making, you know, total spastics out of ourselves, you know, <laughs> command attention, you know. But, um, you know, the, uh, no, I mean, I do, I do watch them. You know, I mean, uh I come from an era where we didn't have YouTube, you know, we didn't have video. Yeah. I, I wanted to learn what Neil Peart was doing. I had to go to the concert, weasel my way into a side wing so I could get a, get a glimpse of his feet, his hands, and so I could see what actually was happening there. You know, and that's how we studied back in those days. You know, we'd go to concerts to learn, you know, and, and uh, you know, cause we couldn't, you know, like I said, there was no YouTube, there was no tutorials and all that crap. We had to go, you know, we had to go figure it out you know i mean you look at even like john bonham you know came up with the bonham triplet based on what he thought you know some of the older drummers were doing you know and he made it work for him and then it became this iconic thing so you know we we had a little different different window to the world so yeah but i do watch the drummer i'm just out of habit but yeah. i i checked out everybody man i mean if there's a, I'm, I'm i got guitar player fever man i i love watching good guitar players play you know i got to see most of the most of the best in my time so being able to watch uh you know watch somebody up there just wail on that thing and i do enjoy that i mean i come from the uh, kind of the same the same time probably um 
So, I mean, I'm, I am I play guitar, so I totally relate to what you're saying of the days mm-hmm. before YouTube and before having to learn a song, um, having to figure it out by ear. And I had a CD player that I could, like, do A and B, so I could just repeat the loop, yeah. the loop over and over again and then try and figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And that, and that was it, man. You know, I, I was telling somebody here a couple of years ago, I said, yeah, back back when I was growing up, when I was a teenager, young 20s and stuff, back in the early 80s and so forth, I mean, concerts were homework. Yeah. You know, they weren't parties. You know, I mean, for us, you know, we you know, we get a chance to get up there and we try to get up front and all that. People say, oh, so you could just be up there screaming at the singer and all this stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, it was fun. But, you know, we were, we were, doing, we were studying, you know, because we wanted to be those people, you know? Yeah. So... Or you wanted a drumstick and a, or a guitar pick, too. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. That was always cool. That was always yeah. cool. It's like, check out what I got. <laughs> so, yeah, look at this. I threw a Nikon in. I probably had to punch one person to get that guitar pick. <laughs> exactly. I actually caught a drumstick at a Poison show once. Ooh, and that's cool, man. Yeah, and there was a backstage pass on it. It was, like, tied around it. I still have the drumstick, and it was tied around it. Oh, wow. But I didn't realize it until after I left the show. Oh, no. I was out in the parking lot, and I'm like, what is this? Oh, I was like, oh, no. No kidding. Wow. Yeah, well, it probably, <laughs> saved, it probably saved you a trip to the doctor. Let's just put it that Well, way. that's a good point. Exactly. <laughs> who knows? Who knows what would happen back, back there? So. Right, right. Now, the name of your album is Volume 1. Now, mm-hmm. now this might be a trick question because does this mean moving forward all the material after will be volume two, three, etc.? No. no, not really. That was kind of, we were, the way we were operating, we didn't have like a huge budget for recording. We were just kind of writing songs and then recording them one by one when they were ready. And we were releasing singles on iTunes and what have you and releasing, re- releasing them to, to radio, to internet radio. So it just got to the point where we had done enough shows where people are asking us, like, hey, where's your CD? Where's your CD? So we're like, I guess we put a CD together. And, you know, just kind of in the moment of gathering up what we had recorded to that point was, you know, volume one one. was what what worked for us for that. Yeah. I know. Yeah, the new new album coming out is actually going to be called, uh, actually drops in August, is uh, Good Fight. So oh, okay. that's named after the uh, title track, which we have a video out and so forth. And, okay. Uh, recently and so forth. Yeah. So yeah, our next album is a little more intentionally an album than it is just as yeah. like Crystal said, we didn't. Hey, let's scoop it up and call it yeah. What volume call it one? Hey. Yeah. <laughs> so how much of that of volume one material you mentioned, Good Fight, will be on that album? That. Uh, not the volume will be on Good Fight. This oh, is all okay. yeah. new material since. Yeah. Actually, we had just recorded uh, the song See What You Want. See What You Want. Okay. Um, right as we were releasing the album. So Yeah, uh, so it didn't quite make it. So it's it's yeah. on this next album, even though it's been recorded almost, what, two years ago now? Two years ago, yeah. Okay. Did the video yeah. two years ago, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I mean, in terms of volume one, where, so this was, where was that recorded? Was that done in Seattle? I assume, how long, so it goes back a bit of time then. Yeah, yeah, we're actually from south of Seattle a little bit, about an hour south. And, okay. and so our studio that we go to is Crash Bang Boom Studios in like Edward, that. Washington. Yeah, it's recorded by um, an awesome guy named Dave Smith, who has done all of our recording and 
step up until this point, and he's done uh, most of the engineering as well. So yeah, he's done a lot of the mixing work, and and he's he's a real good friend of ours, and has been you know a partner to what we're doing, and not just you know not just a guy who's you know paid to do a thing, but he's really um, you know even been a mentor in a way and like helping me you know get my bearings in the studio and that kind of thing so it's been a really great experience that's awesome so i mean you mentioned that you're an hour from seattle what mm-hmm. what is the scene like in seattle now like to, in terms of music oh man so many of the small venues are just uh, you know going away oh, which sucks. is really sad because there's some iconic places that just aren't going to exist anymore so i think with with this whole post-covid thing we don't know um i mean we haven't had a show up there in a long time so so i really i don't i don't know what it's like up there down here in the south sound area we've got a venue just down the road from me that has a big outdoor stage behind their um they're kind of like bar grill restaurant place and so they're getting the local bands back on stage which is great but yeah a lot of a lot of the places we used to go to just aren't there anymore so it's kind of a waiting game to see what's going to rise from the ashes you know yeah no kidding do now are you do you have shows booked for this year oh yeah that's yeah, cool. no, yeah. We're, uh, we, we took an interesting approach to COVID, <laughs> uh, not knowing what it was at the time yeah. or where it was going. But, uh, you know, it was um, it got to a place in there where we kind of watched people just trying to make sense of it all. You know, and the rise to, you know, uh, what do you call it? The, uh, you know, the, the virtual shows and all that. Yeah. Kind Live of streams. Live yeah. streams, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we kind of stayed out of that whole deal. I think we did one. Um, mm-hmm. And we got paid to do it, so that's probably the reason we did it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, the uh, you know, to the short of it is, we just didn't quite follow the herd during this whole time. So um, really buckled down, got a few projects finished, uh, succumbed mm-hmm. to the fact that we weren't going to be able to release our album the way we wanted to. This album was actually ready to release pretty much last year. Yeah, uh, a year ago. Still had some pieces to to fine tune, but I mean, if we would have set our mind to it, it would have been done it last year very easily. Um, and we, you know, so we fine tuned a few other things. We finished a couple other projects, and I really went to work on positioning us to be ready for this thing to be over. And uh, we actually got out. We had a tour scheduled last year. We were able to actually get out during COVID and do a few dates. Oh wow! Uh, we we traveled. Um, we had to get out of Seattle. Uh, you know, we, yeah. you know, there's no yeah. way nothing was happening out here. So we ended up driving to uh, Salt Lake area, played there. We actually uh, went from there to Denver and played there. Uh, we did a couple shows in Idaho. Uh, just you know, random stuff, but you know, keeping our keeping us moving, keeping us going, all mm-hmm. under COVID conditions and protocols. Yeah, and all socially that distanced and yeah, you know, fast. under whatever local local mm-hmm. guidelines were happening. That's what we were following. Yeah. But this year, we actually, coming into this year, we had a bunch of stuff really set up, ready to go, hoping that things were going to go. So we actually have a whole tour up. Uh, we just did a show mm-hmm. at the venue that Crystal just talked about here locally. Yeah. We just did a show on Saturday. Awesome. Uh, that was our first local. We've done a couple Idaho shows. Uh, we've got a whole tour starting on, well, we've got a couple more local shows that we're doing. We're doing we've got a pretty yeah. big one coming up on the 4th, and, or the 3rd of July here. 3rd of July. And then we've... Uh, but then we then we leave, and then we're opening up for Tantric on the sixth of August. That's the date our mm-hmm. our our album drops. Then we go to a local radio station in Wyoming that we've been spun on quite a bit. That's hosting us and sponsoring a concert there. Then we're yeah. we got an entire entire week in Sturgis, 
uh, we're at the Knuckle Saloon uh, on the main drag for. The and that's like a big bike rally. Yeah. yeah. And then so, uh, very there, very cool. Yeah, then from there to Denver, uh, play with a band called Sunflower Dead. We also pick up some uh, a local uh, counterpart of ours, uh, Blue Helix uh, slash Sammy Shoppy or vice versa, whatever he's calling himself these days. Uh, but anyway, we play a lot with here. Very stout group of people. Uh, this yeah. guy's been on Rolling Stone. He's been toured the world. He's yeah. done several tours of Brazil. He's a very, very great musician, good, good friend of ours. Anyway, they're picking up with us. So then we do Denver, uh, Vegas, uh, Phoenix. Uh, Salt Lake, mm-hmm. and then Idaho, and then back. I don't want to go back. Yeah, it's quite a, little, yeah, quite a deal. And then we've got another trip. We're gonna our 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 brand manager is a guy named Paul Crosby, who you probably know. Uh, he plays. He's the drummer for the band Saliva. Okay. And uh, so he's yeah. he's got some stuff. So we're gonna do a Gulf Coast thing, uh, probably in October, where we're gonna play uh, Mississippi, uh, New Orleans, and Houston. Um, just a fly-in, and one of his other label bands on his label are going to uh, uh, host us on that journey. So we're going to get down there and tour the album down there. So yeah, we've got a lot of planned. Uh, 2022, we're looking at some stuff. Maybe London, maybe England. Uh, working with some guys on some stuff over there. Uh, probably the Midwest, Detroit, Chicago. Uh, got some DJs, you know, pushing some stuff for us up there. So yeah, just a, there's a lot of stuff on our plate. We did not slow down. We wanted to be on the wave when the door is open, not paddling for it. Yeah, yeah. So we were planning for, like, best-case scenario the, the entire time. Yeah, you exactly. know, if things didn't happen, that's okay. We kind of roll with the punches, but we, we wanted it. We were raring to go. That's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. You guys are going to be busy this year. <laughs> it sounds like, wow. Yeah. That's oh, impressive. Yeah, it's though. already busy. Already. Yeah. Oh, the, the preparation is insane, insane right now. But, yeah, it's, you know, I mean, it's so exciting. It's so exciting because... Yeah. We're just, we're just not, you know, we're just kind of doing our thing. And, you know, while everybody's, you know, like Crystal said, a lot of people are trying to figure out what's what up here. The local scene's mm-hmm. kind of, you know, trying to figure out who survived, who didn't, how they're going to yeah. position themselves, all that. We're just not, we're really not participating in all that because our, you know, we've kind of focused ourselves on, on future endeavors. And so it really, we don't really get affected by it that much. We hope that everything comes back. Um, yep. We hope the best for our friends and, and the venues around here. But, you know, we'll, We'll start paying attention to that probably more after October, after we kind of get done with our tour and stuff, and, and kind of see what's see what's up, see what we can do to be a part of it. Wow. Well, I, I'm envious because I'm in I'm in Toronto, and we are nowhere close uh, to any of this. Oh <laughs> man! Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. Our 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 um, our one of our producers, a guy named Timothy, actually hails from your neck of the woods. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, he started up there. He was. Uh, I can't remember what band it was that he came. He played with out of there, but uh, his name sounds uh, familiar. Yeah, he's. You look him up. He's pretty major. He's a he's a big producer. Yeah, he's done some big things. He was yeah. the like the uh, the guy behind Envo when they were a big thing. Oh, okay. Um, a girl group. Yeah. 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 So he's he's done some things. That's and cool. The, the Allman Brothers. Yeah. He was big into the Allman Brothers yep, band. Yep. He produced one of their albums. Wow. Yeah, he is big. Um, yeah, <laughs> I checked. I checked out the video for a "Good Fight" on YouTube. Yeah, which it states captions are both available in English and Portuguese, which I thought was kind of mm-hmm. cool. Which was cool. Um, in reading the premise of the song, I was, I was very intrigued. Um, possibly you can fill in my listeners a bit more. I also honestly sure. loved where that song was going. Yeah, good. That's great. Yeah. What I'm, I'm curious, like, what did you? get from it like what was your take on it 
it was <sighs> you know what I nice move crystal yeah <laughs> I've been doing too many of these interviews lately. No, you know what? Because I feel, I'm like, I watched it. I honestly watched it a couple times this morning. And then I watched the other one as I was going through all my questions. And now I'm, I'm lost. I'm, I'm, I had a, I, I had a hard day. I have, I have to admit, oh, I got home sorry, late. I worked man. a 12 hour day at work today. So it was this morning. Oh, yeah. Dude. yeah oh, so yeah. No, that's totally cool. That's cool. It's, I mean, I'm it's so sorry. That, uh, no, no worries, man. It's all good. It was a song that I wrote a few years ago, and when I wrote it, it was actually about um, my relationship with my husband, and we've been together for almost 18 years now, and he's been rock solid for me. I've, I've gone through some ups and downs with mental health over the years, and he's just been such an incredible support, so the song is actually was written kind of almost from his perspective. Like he's the one who really stood his ground and, and fought for us to get through that stuff. And when we recorded it and then went to go put out a video, it was like COVID had started happening. And then in the U S we had a bunch of stuff specifically over here in the wet, like, you know, the Portland area and Seattle area, a lot was going on that summer and there just started, there was so much ugliness and so much division and so much, just like stuff flying around every direction and it the the song for us became kind of like a cry and an anthem for like we have to we have to work on this stuff together we can't you know be you know lobbing bombs at each other from the other side of the fence right we have to we have to get past the stuff that we don't agree about and we're together and realize that 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 everybody we're still people right yeah. and so there's value in that there's value in, in human life and human beings and if we're going to get anywhere and make any progress we have to fight for each other not against each other so the words of the song really translated so deeply into what we were experiencing experiencing in that time that when it came time to put a video together it was definitely with an idea to kind of put an eye on and focus on some of what was happening currently, but also to kind of shift the ideas from look at the, I mean, look at the terrible things. Yeah. This is reality right now. This is hard stuff, but if we fight for each other, look what humanity can do on the other side of it. So there's, there's images of some of the riots and there's images of, you know, a lot of protests and stuff that have happened over the years, not just, you know, that summer when we were filming, but also there's images of like reconciliation. There's images of people coming together and helping each other. There's images of like, you know, space flight and things that like, look what we can accomplish when we work together. And so our hope for the video was to kind of walk through that, that timeline and really refocus on some of the, the stuff that is worth fighting for. And if I could, I just want to add, too, is, you know, the one thing that gets kind of lost in the video sometimes, mm -hmm. but not for everybody, but, I, you know, sometimes I've heard people, you know, say, well, I, I didn't get that, is the little girl. Um, yeah, and that, yeah. And, you know, that we have a thing that's happening, and, you know, the world's going by, and us adults tend to get so wrapped up into our reality that we forget who's watching, you know, yeah. we forget who's looking at us and looking to us. And so that was the whole put of putting that little silver thread through there of, of her watching that whole thing go down. Watching and, it happen, yeah. And, and then still having the resilience to present hope at the end of it. Yeah. So. I apologize. I swear I watched it. 
totally fine. Well, you were talking to like the queen of like totally being like, huh? So I know I get it, man. It's all good. It's all good. You are you're you're a busy guy, and you uh, you probably listen to a lot of music and watch watch a lot of videos. Well, I try to pay attention, and I usually do try to pay attention, and I usually try not to be that guy who's like, uh, what, uh, you know, what, what? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry to have thrown you off It's okay. It's okay. The good good news is he's probably going to go back and watch it. I am, actually. I was just thinking about that. We'll we'll get another click, so. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, you guys will get another click. Don't worry about that. I'm I'm so sorry. Now, Now, as for... Was it the proceeds for Music Cares for that video? Is that is that how that worked? Because I noticed that. Oh, in the, the the other video that we did that was oh, yeah, for that was see what you want. Project. No, no. So that was another thing. So see what you want and Good Fight are the two songs that we have like actual music videos that we've put together for. The other one that was just more recently posted was actually another part project that we were a part of. There's a. Uh, a band in Seattle uh, area called Rainlight Fade, and they wanted to do this project of performing the entire soundtrack to the movie Singles, which was a movie yeah, that with Matt Damon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the entire the entire soundtrack is like you know grunge out of Seattle. So it's Alice Chains, Chains and Nirvana, and Pearl's and Man. on there is a uh, is a heart cover of the Battle of Evermore by Led Zeppelin. Yeah. And so in in performing that that whole show they were initially i believe going to have nancy involved with it but she wasn't able to and so when it when the timeline got closer and they weren't able to find anybody to perform that song they kind of i i'm guessing they just kind of figured because we were a band with two girls it would be an easy thing for us to hop in and fill so about a week before the show we got a call to see if we would be, you know, willing and able to perform that song as the Anna Nancy version of Battle of Evermore. And it was a project that they were able to wrap in with the, the Grammys Music Cares uh, foundations so that everything from the initial uh, showing of the, the show, it was like a live stream event that you bought a ticket to. Mm-hmm. So all of the ticket sales go to that that organization to help musicians in need and, you know, people in the industry who are out of work and that type of thing. So that was a really fun, exciting thing to be a part, a part of. And, you know, like, I, I'm totally cool being B-team to heart on this, you know? <laughs> so, it was amazing. I watched it. I thought, really? I watched it, and I was it blew me away. I was like, wow. And, and I liked how... You, um, the two vocals, having the two vocalists and being able to do those two parts, yeah, which, which you know, if yeah. Zeppelin did it, I mean, Robert Plant can't do both those parts, right? So yeah, yep, it was it was really cool, really well done. It was fun. Well, thank you, I appreciate that. Yeah, Brittany, Brittany and Crystal's voice, even though they're very distinctly different, do have a a common blendy area. It's really it's really cool when you see those crossovers happen. Yeah. You know, yeah. and when we're doing covers and stuff, we just did our. <laughs> we after five years of people going, yeah, zero, you guys are influenced by heart. No, no, no. We've never done a heart cover. This last yeah. week, this last Saturday, we did our very first heart cover ever. <laughs> was it? Was <laughs> and, uh, is it seventies heart or eighties heart? Eighties. Yeah, I think, I think it's, yeah, straight yeah. on. It's cool. not a typical pick. It's not like Magic Man or Barracuda. We, we did. Oh, that, would be, that would be late 70s. That would be yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of like the 80s stuff, you know, the really, um, 
I have the greatest hits, so there's a few songs on there that are like, you know, they were big radio hits, but they were kind of poppy, uh, melodic rock, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of stuff, so. That's why I asked. I was kind of curious of what uh, what genre you guys of heart you were yeah. thinking of doing. That's cool. Now the video for "See What You Want." Um, this one I do remember. Um, yeah. It's a little bit more laid back. It is cool, yeah. and and you're in the beginning. And are are you in like a police station getting interrogated or something? Is that how that yeah. is that the way it goes? Well, yeah. It's kind of more of a more of a. Uh, like secret service secret service like you're in a dungeon kind of like people don't know you're there if you disappear nobody know you're there kind of thing (laughs) you know it's Um, cool it was that was kind of the whole idea kind of give it that you know CIA vibe kind of thing yeah yeah, and it's and you guys are in the live setting but then I believe it's yourself and Brittany casually walking down the street uh, so back then, that was actually recorded before we had Britney. So that was our previous vocalist. Okay. That was Tika. And so she sang on that recording and was in that video with us. But yeah, it's two of us kind of cruising around town, mind your own business, and you see these sh- shady characters in the background, yeah, like trying to track us down. Yeah. Right? They're following us. Yeah, that was really a lot of fun. And that's all downtown Tacoma. So that's our area down here where we filmed it. We actually filmed the like the you know the interrogation stuff yeah. down in a basement of a building that was actually it had actually flooded the night before so what you can't see is that we're like standing in the corner of the room backed up against the wall where the water hadn't quite reached but you have to like trudge through inches of water to get in and out of the room and stuff it was really wow it was, yeah. it was hilarious it well, was fun. Now, Good memories, the whole, you know? the, whole yeah. the whole thing about that room is Yes, it did flood. It was not expected. So we showed yeah. up. We had it all set up to go down in that basement room. And it's got like a foot of water in some places. We're like, holy crap, what are we going to yeah. do with this? So actually that scene, when you're seeing them in the room, is being filmed in two different rooms simultaneously. So it, the, Oh, yeah, that's right. We came into one room. All, everything coming through the door was a different room on another part of the building. And then we filmed our dungeon scene over in the cor- the one dry corner of this thing. Yeah, the actually, we actually had to find some old door panels and build like a dock to get to, to set the camera on and give some give yeah. Ray something to walk on to go slap the thing on oh, the table man. and stuff. It was freaking hilarious how we had that. Was, that. <laughs> and, and we all got parking tickets that day too. So many good stories. Wow. Like the, the parking the parking lot was supposed to be free on the weekends, but somebody came by and gave us all parking tickets anyways. And really? then, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. 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 The world's got ass ass. That's a dirty <laughs> trick. That's, that's not very nice. That's wrong. And the other dirty trick is I spent like two hours running around that town in like six inch heels and they used like, you know, 15 seconds of it, man. Oh, that's you. That's a dirty well, trick. Things we do in rock and roll. It's that's a very right. dirty trick. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's funny because because you guys are walking down the street, and like you said, then there's the car. Money's exchanged, and then you're running with a file in your hand. Yes. And then I kind of, what I got out of it was, okay, I don't know what exactly just happened there, but then I came back to the point of see what you want. You see what you want to see, right? Is that kind of what you were portraying? That's exactly Absolutely. Yep. All that was in the folder was actually the picture that you see at the end that has kind of like the single image that says, see what you want. Yeah, so it's just this kind of idea about, 
the song is very kind of tongue in cheek about, you know, like, you, you know, you're going to see whatever you want to see, no matter what I do. Sometimes with people, it's like, you know, I could, I could do anything and you're still going to have whatever opinion you want to have. So, so be it, you know, that kind of thing. That sounds like CNN or the news or whatever. Yeah. Well, it was kind of, it was kind of you know, it was a, bit, a bit of that. Yeah. It was this photographer. Actually, I just talked to him today because we're finishing up some artwork for the album. But um, it was him and I on a conversation that started that. It was actually, well, the song itself was a riff that guitar, the guitarist had come up, Ricky had come up yeah. with. But then there was this little exchange on Facebook that I was having with this photographer friend of mine in a third party, who I won't name. And uh, <laughs> and they were going back and forth at it. And finally, Ton had had enough of it. And he just says, dude, you're going to see what you want. Like that. And I was like, all of a sudden the light bulb went off. I grabbed my paper and my pen and I said, I'm stealing yeah. that. And I sat down and, and literally that, that was the song. That was where the song got born. Yeah. You know, but it was just that, and it was that whole thing. Cause yeah, that's exactly the world we live in today is so everybody's true. truth yeah. is their truth. It's not the truth. It's my truth, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's unfortunate in a, way, in a lot of ways, but yeah. it's just that that's just the world we have now. And yeah. you're going to see what you want, you know? Yeah, that's true. It, it was funny because I did go through a ton of your YouTube stuff, and you guys you have a YouTube page, and um, so you mentioned you know the lineup changes. Has there been? I, I noticed in 2018, in that there's a band discussion on YouTube, and yeah. then, and then I was like, oh, the band's changed slightly. So has there been a few lineup changes? I yeah, take it. Yeah, it has. From from original, there's a four piece, and when we started recording and performing, our original bass player was like, you know, I've got young kids now. It's just not the time for me to be you know, jumping on board with what you're trying to do. So with his blessing, we brought Ben into the mix. Um, we kind of, we kind of stole him from another band in a way, uh, but, but he came on to just kind of fill in for a few shows for us basically. And then never left. We, we just kept him. We adopted him. And it was the four of us for a while. And we would have this thing where we were rotating. Yeah. He's he's a rescue. Rescue. <laughs> <laughs> we picked him up on the side of the road. Right. And in that time, we had a couple of different friends. At, like, in the end, it was four people who had kind of played off and on with us, you know, at different shows on the keyboards, just kind of jumping in for fun. And eventually, we had two friends who, um, Raymond Hayden, and... Um, was one of them and so he was the one who is in the video as the guy who's like interrogating me so he was our keyboard player at the time and uh but we kind of had rotating doors on the keyboards it was just whoever was available would play with us and then when all of those guys kind of like had to say you know i just i can't commit to the level that you guys are are wanting to you know do and you know that kind of thing um, they ended up stepping away, and then Sirka, who was our vocalist for that time, also was like, you know, I want to focus on my own, her own solo project that she wanted to do. So at that point, we kind of had to start looking um, to fill those spots, because initially we were a four-piece, but over the time of having them involved, it really became part of our sound, having a keyboard, having that second female on the vocals. And so uh, Tony, who's our current keyboard player, is actually the guy who was the leader of the band that we stole the bass player from. 
So it's all a happy ending. And he's actually also one of the guys who he kind of rotated in and out for us. He played a couple of shows with us really he's early on. Very, he, he actually yeah. was the very first one that ever the played. The very first guy to play keyboard wow. Yep. So he he joined in and um, he still has his, his band project on the side as well. But he's... Uh, you know, pretty committed to what we're doing at this point. And we just finished working on a song that's kind of a collaboration written be- with um, me and him, which is really fun and exciting. And then Brittany came on board because we definitely we had a hole to fill that was, it's a very much a soprano position in the field, you know? So um, it was through, again, our friend Sammy, he was having, he was having a show doing, it was a Chris Cornell tribute show, I think. Yeah. And he, he was, Brittany was a friend of his and she came on stage and performed one of Sammy's songs with him. And after the show, Mike, Mike and his wife were there at the show and his wife dragged him over. And it's like, she's like, you're a great singer. Do you want to join a band? My husband's band is looking for a singer. And she totally like recruited <laughs> her. So Brittany, if she was here, what she would tell you is that she, um, you know, was, was interested and she started listening to some of our music that we had already recorded volume one. This would have been just after volume one was finished, but before it was released. Um, and the interesting thing for her was to recognize how much kind of similarity we have in the timbre of our voice so that we, we could actually sound very similar sometimes in the recordings. It's a little hard to tell who's who, just like Anna and Nancy. Yes. There's a lot of times where you can't really tell who, who switched and who's taken what part. Yeah. So our voices naturally have this great fit, but we, we sing different vocal parts. Like she's an actual soprano. She's a trained opera singer oh, and awesome. um, she's an incredible musician. And so her parts are above mine and I'm like a mezzo soprano, not quite an alto, but not really like, you know, uh, uh, you know, I'm not Ariana Grande. I'm, I'm closer to like, you know, Lady Gaga range. So, so having someone who is, is really solid in the range just above mine so that she fits stacked on top so well yeah. is really a unique thing that we have where we're different vocal personalities and we're different vocal parts, but we, we fit together so well. Awesome. So and it's been it's been great having her around. Um, she's a mom now, and I actually got to be her labor and delivery partner. Oh wow! And, and be there when she she had the baby. So well, that's you know, a bandmate. Now at this point, it's a bandmate. We're <laughs> that like is a bandmate. We're, we're solid now. Yeah. It's funny because uh, because on the you you mentioned about you know having the second singer the the live stuff <laughs> the live footage from 2017 is just you. I understand. Yeah. That. yeah. That would have been just right before Circa joined in. Circa is a good friend of Raymond, who was playing with us at the time. Yeah. And we had a big Battle of the Bands concert that we were doing at a, a big local casino. And we had done, did we do the first show without her, Mike? I think. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so, and then, yeah, so we did the first round and we made it through that round. So the second round. Um, she was in town visiting from Denmark and Ray was like, Hey, you know, she could use something to do. Do you want her to come sing? And we're like, yeah, why not? So she jumped in with like one or two weeks of rehearsal. Again, incredible musician, incredible vocalist. She was able to just kind of like hop right in and start. That was the process of, of building that part of our sound where she, you know, wrote a lot of the background tracks, the background vocal parts that we used in recording and, I kind of set the stage for, for where we are now with that. But now it's definitely something that we are not the same band when yeah. we don't have Brittany or a second vocalist. She was she was uh, at home 
uh, last summer because she had just had the baby and he was in the in the hospital for a few weeks after he was born because he was a little little premature. Oh. So she had to skip out on a couple of shows and man, it's it's like three times as much work when I she's not say, there. I bet. Oh, trying to fill yeah. those holes and like right. and and make sure that the dynamics and the energy are still delivered is that's a yeah. that's like a whole lot of extra work and I'm like you cannot ever leave me, girl. Because I, that's I right. need you. <laughs> and you're used to hearing it that way now too, right? So yeah, it must yeah. have been really weird. It, it's weird to go back and forth. I, I try and maintain kind of like, you know, some ability to do it if I need to, if something came up. But I would 100% always choose to have that second vocalist yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Now, yeah, now they're starting to drag us into it too. So, you know, that's... Oh, yeah, you're, you guys are singing thing. now. Oh, even better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's oh, yeah. good. That's good. Do you guys do you guys all sing then? You know, I think everybody's capable. I think I think we have one tall blonde bass player who shall not be named who thinks he can't, but he he probably he can. And so we're 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 pushing everybody's comfort zones little by little. And so right now on stage, Mike on the drums and Tony on the keys will often do uh, you know parts in harmony to what we're doing and Ricky jumps in kind of now and then. And then like, you know, when we cover, like um, we do the ocean by Led Zeppelin, there's background parts in that one and everybody kind of jumps on the mic for that kind of fun stuff. So, so the, I, the goal is as we move forward to have more and more participation all the way across the stage yeah. with that kind of thing, just because it's, it's fun and it adds yeah. something. Yeah. The real thing was, I think the very first, I mean, I've, you know, since I've, you know, well, I've been with the band the whole time, but that was the very first song I think I actually did did any harmony. Did vocal parts on, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, everything else was like hands up, where it was chants and unisons and yeah. stuff like that, and we did the good fight, you know, the, 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 the rough sailors at the end there, yeah. fight, you know, that kind of stuff. But uh, to get up and do that, that doo-wop uh, Motown type, and yeah, what I called yeah. it, background mm-hmm. vocals with Brittany. That was actually fun, you know. And, and since then, it's kind of exploded into me and Tony and her doing these things. And and so yeah, we're starting to move forward. We're we're kind of injecting that into more and more of our songs, and we're starting to go back and look at some of our older tunes and see where those opportunities exist too. Just because I think it makes us it makes us bigger and better on stage too. You know, yeah. The more sound, the merrier. I the more vocals. Yeah, yeah. I feel yeah. I feel the same way because. I mean, when it works, when it, it's all in unison and it sounds amazing, mm-hmm. you, you just want to keep doing it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so much fun. Yeah. Oh, nothing like a great, great harmony that comes through. It's just strong and, you know, the fabric of it there. I mean, yeah, it's amazing when, when bands do that. And so to be able to work on those things and present that, that another dynamic to what we do. I had a very interesting comment that came across one of our social threads from this weekend a new fan came in and oh, yeah. and uh, and she made this comment she goes god it was so cool to actually hear vocals sung and not screamed no. you know she goes oh, you guys you know your 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 volume was you know everything about it was where i could actually hear everything and i could hear the vocals and it was just so refreshing you know and stuff like that and we take that for granted but you know that is a mm-hmm. thing you know that's a you know that you know, especially on local local music levels, it's very rare to go to a lot of these rock shows and actually find the caliber of singer. And I'll say this because I can say this: that Crystal and Brittany bring to the table. They are, in my opinion, in the Pacific Northwest, and I've seen a lot of people up here. They are they are they're the top tier. 
There's there's not there's not outside of you know I mean I'm not comparing them to Ann and Nancy of course but I'm just saying but you know they're top tier I mean they're first call singers yeah so I mean it's impressive it's impressive impressive when you hear great delivery and the vocal sounds good and like you said you can actually understand the the words and everything going together. So and that's one thing that I picked up from listening to the music. Like I just I thought well, the vocals were so strong. Oh, thank and you. you. Into a, and you walk into the studio, and I'm you know I do a lot of the you know production work with our our engineer Dave, and and you know to sit back and let as many times when we're sitting back and listening to stuff, and I you know sometimes Crystal hates this, but she's actually <laughs> went and laid scratch tracks that we've actually used. Uh, she is that a me nuts. She is a um, a natural first. Uh, or one one track taker. I mean, when she does, uh, what, what, you know, I'm just going to tell the story just because I love it. Um, you know, it's and Brittany did. You know, and Brittany's got an amazing story in the same song. But Timothy comes yeah. up and produces the song "Good Fight," and you know, we're we've never worked with this guy or somebody of this caliber before. And he and he changed our song probably for me more than most, but mm-hmm. he changed it. So we went in there and we you know we delivered the song. And I remember when it was time to cut the vocals, he got Crystal in the booth and Crystal got in there and she one took. The song. I mean, just bam, wow. front to back. It was amazing. Um, and we're like looking at each other going, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's the one. And, Brent, and, and Timothy goes, well, I want to I want to talk. I want to try something. So he takes Crystal out and they walk around the block or whatever and he talks to her and has, gives her a little pep talk and stuff, whatever that was. And yeah, they came back and they came back and sat down. He goes, let's do, the, let's do it one more time. And she, he's, he sat in there with her. They turned the lights down and all that and she did it again. One take. And that's the take you have it on the album. It's completely different, though. It was a just completely a different, different delivery. delivery on it, which was very interesting for me to see. To be able to hear them back to back for myself it was actually very instructive. But you the know? point is, is there was none. Yeah. There was none of this going in and melodying and let's let's you know punch in here, punch in there. We don't do a lot of that with with these girls. And so the point is, is though, is that Brittany. Her whole world was just freaking crushed because everything she'd rehearsed, every uh, part she had was changed. Now. All of it. Yeah. yeah. And now she now it's her turn. So yeah. she's like totally broken. She's like crying. And oh, we no. hand her, we cut her a CD. We she goes out and sits in in, in, her, in her car. She sits in her car for half for an hour. Half an hour. Comes it back was like in a half an hour. And one takes wow. and drops the background vocals you're hearing on that album. In all the harmony parts, everything just in wrote a half hour, part for herself. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And, yes. And again, no post production on any of that stuff. That's insane. Okay. I'm I'm impressed that there. Were, I mean, there was no punch ins. Like that no. is that is amazing. No, and and and, it's, and we have, you know, I I think that what ends up happening is is, um, you know, we the one the songs where we do have done punches, I don't, I mean they're great songs and I love them to death, but mm-hmm. the the caliber of the vocal is not the same because the, it's overworked delivers, because I was overthinking. Yeah, yeah when she yeah. delivers yeah. a not, I don't think this is real, mm-hmm. and she gives us all the emotion and all the and all that, you know. You know, whatever it is, you know, all the all. And I'm not worried about it when I'm right. not yeah. worried about it. Right. It's the imper- and puts the it lets the imperfections live and does all you know all the yeah. things that make it human in her. Then we get this amazing vocal and and I know it. Like I said, I know it pisses her off sometimes because <laughs> we'll come back and I'll go, you know, and she's like, don't say it. You know, we're robbing her of that day in the studio. You know, but you right. know, that preparation and but it's like you're not going to do this any better though. You might technically nail it, but. You just delivered. You just delivered a masterpiece. Why would we screw with it? So how? Well, 
I'm just, I'm just curious. Like, how, what was, what was the change? Like, was it a melody change? Was it a like? Tell the story. Well, so we went. So I, don't, I don't have the Sorry greatest memory. Just working. Yeah. So what I remember from our talk, it was really he was talking about like, you know, what singers do you look up to? Who are you listening to right now? What is it that you like about what they're singing? And the idea being that it's not always the pitch being perfect. It's not always everything being, again, so, like, just, like, sterile and perfect and the notes being perfect. It's more about, again, the humanity and the delivery. And we talked about, like, you know, different different lyrics in the song that we really wanted to kind of, um, you know, change the way that, that I was delivering so that it was, I was just as connected as I could be. And we came away with a performance for me that was, there was a lot of stuff that I ad-libbed in that track that I had never done before. So it was really just, he was just trying to like, you know, get me to push beyond the limitations I was putting on myself and just, just sing, you know, just, just sing and, and go crazy with it. There's even one part in the song where, like, I'm, I'm literally, like, screaming. Like, it's it's an intense part. And he told me, like, he wanted me to sing that. Like, I don't know. Like, he, has, he has these, like, funny things that he says. But crazier than, like, crazier than, like, a crap house rat or something like that. I don't even know what it was he said. He's like, I just want you to, like, yeah, go. And so... So it, it was fun and it was great because what I learned in that that day working with him has definitely gone forward with me into, you know, the, this, the recording that we've done since then. Um, I think really the only thing we've done since then was real thing after that, right? When we did Setting Sun, we did, we did Jolene. Sa- okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, my memory is terrible. It's terrible. But so that's stuff that I, I take with me into the studio every time now, making sure that that I'm not focused on the perfectionism because I can even go back and hear it over the years where I'm like, man, I wish I could go back and do that differently because I can I can hear the thinking, you know, in, you know, listening back to yourself, you can remember what you were thinking at that time. And I would love to... I would love to just shake it out a little bit more, you know, so, but you know, you learn and, and you grow and you, you take those things and they become a part of who you are as an artist, as you, yeah. as you progress and as you go through. So, so I mean, really cool. after hearing it, were you glad mm-hmm. for the changes then? I was, yeah, I really was. Um, I think there's some things in that song that like he really got me to do, which was almost sing less, like, especially in the first verse, where it's like I'm I'm so used to, you know, as a vocalist, you want to always be strong and clear and deliver. And so, you know, sometimes you just hold out your notes all the time without thinking about it. And if you take a little bit, you peel a little bit of that back, you get a little bit more conversation in the way that you sing and you get you get more intimacy and you get more, you know, uh, connection with the words and I think that really comes across in parts of that song where where we really brought it back to yeah there's melody happening but very much I'm talking about what is going on instead of just you know like you know Barbara Streisanding the whole thing so <laughs> that's good oh that's amazing I, I, like I said I have to listen to it again because I already screwed up so Oh, that's not good. Another one you should should go listen to that's actually a fun story is The Real Thing, which was, um, which is a a single we, we, last summer, I think, 
So it'll be on the next album. But that one, we have recorded all of the tracks for that song, except the vocals. And then the COVID shutdown happened right as we were getting ready to do that. So like we waited a few weeks and we weren't sure what we were going to do. And we were still at that time trying to think about getting the album out that summer. So what ended up happening is we borrowed a, a computer and we borrowed recording equipment and brought Mike brought it to my house and dropped it off on the doorstep. And I got in my closet and shoved the clothes out of the way. And I sat on the phone with our recording engineer and he helped me set up the, the computer That's and cool. get the recording software going. So oh. that, that recording was like in my closet during COVID. Wow. Uh, and so I sent him back the track as kind of, you know, as, as good as I could get it. I was... I did a little punching in and punching out because, hey, it was my show at that point. That's I could right. do what I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> but, right. um, but when I sent it back to him, you know, he went through and cleaned it up and did all the leveling and made, made it something that that you wouldn't know that that's how we accomplished that in the album. It was actually a pretty cool feat of mastery that he did so that it sounds like it was still, you know, recorded in the studio and it doesn't sound like, ooh, that sticks out weirdly. Yeah. But it's it's just again one of those fun stories of like, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. We just weren't ready to stop. We weren't ready to say, well, we'll just wait and see. We're like, okay, you know, we we need to be safe and we need to take care of people and but we need to still, you know, do what we can to, to keep moving forward. Well, it, it's funny that you mentioned about listening to that song. I, w- I was trying to listen to more stuff, more of the material. But so you know how it's linked on your website to Amazon Music? Well, I believe I think it's only Amazon Music US because I can't listen to it in oh, Canada. No. Yeah. Do you get spot do you get Spotify? I don't have Spotify because okay. I mean I have the free Spotify, but I did I'd yeah, be able to listen to lame. it. So I have Amazon Music because I have, you know, everything Amazon and so I went to try I and believe, listen to it. I believe our songs so not every song might be on our channel, but there is like the topic channel on YouTube that our publisher yeah. puts up. Okay. So yeah, all of our all other tunes should be should be available like via that method of getting to them. Okay. Yeah. If you if you wanted to check anything yeah, else out. Yeah, the topic the topic has them all. Uh, you know, hey, worst case scenario, just uh, you know, send me your uh, send shoot me an email address. I'll I'll, I'll shoot we'll you send some MP3s. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, that's cool. It was. Uh, oh, but that's interesting to know, though. It was frustrating because I'm like, ah, yeah. it's happened before. It's I, I mean, I've had. I've had it where someone will say, hey, well, listen to us on Amazon. And I was like, I can't because yeah. something to do with, I guess it's regulations between Canada and the U.S. I don't know. That's I don't know how that works. Yeah, I would say most, mostly down here in the States, I think we tend to point to iTunes most of the time. Mm-hmm. So I think I think that it's probably we're in more markets on iTunes, but it just might be, again, those behind-the-scenes agreements with Amazon. And so so yeah. many darn streaming yeah. sites, right? <laughs> well, you know, that's, a, that's, the, that's yeah. the struggle, is that yeah. there's all these, all these platforms, and you yeah. know, we, have, we have a great distributor of on artists, you know, that you, you've given I, mean, I wrote that down, so I'm going to actually ask them, uh, you know, hey, what's the yeah, deal what's between going Amazons? On? Yeah. Um, you know, stuff like that. It, yeah. Because, because of, you know, we're on the Sony backbone, so we should be everywhere. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But the, um, but, you know, I mean, you got all these different platforms. I mean, you got SoundCloud, you got, uh, you know, Reverb Nation, you know, if you can get on mm-hmm. there, our stuff's on there, you know. Um, True, yeah. You know, I mean, you know, we try and make sure our music's, you know, accessible. Uh, you know, just about everywhere, but it's just it's it's just amazing that you know I, there's some new thing out that just I just found out on called Disco, 
Um, and it's not like disco, like mirror ball, no. yeah. you know, John Travolta. Like John Travolta. But, yeah. <laughs> staying alive. Yeah. Stay but alive, it's, baby. It's, it's, a new, it's a new way to present your stuff to people, kind of, um, oh, God, what, I, I don't even know what to call it. It's, it's like a, it's like a, a hipster's uh, <laughs> type of thing. I don't know. But anyway, uh, but, it, you know, I've got a friend of mine and he's like, oh, yeah, you need to get your disco yeah. set up and all this. I'm like, no, I don't want another one. You know, I got like a 40 yeah. of these things. That's why yeah. I've got the Instagram and the Twitter exactly. and everything. Yeah. It's, it's a lot to keep up with, man. I know. That's, that's why I put an EPK together. Everything yeah. is on there. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. we'll get it. Um, all the links, all the stuff, all the things. Oh my! But yeah, no, it's. Uh, but yeah, if you find, you know, if you can't get your way into any of that, uh, just let me know. I'll, I'll okay. make that happen. Well, it's funny because my daughter said to me, "She's like, Dad, you need yeah. to be. I'm on Facebook and I'm on. Uh, yeah, on Instagram. And she's like, No, you now. need to be. Oh, no, I'm on Twitter. Sorry. She's okay. like, Oh, you need to be on this and you need to be. I'm like, I don't have time to. <laughs> If she mentions TikTok, run the other way. Oh, I've never been on TikTok. I've just heard about TikTok, and uh, yeah. I, I do Instagram, but that's where I draw my line. Yeah. I set up a TikTok, but it scared me, and I ran. So Yeah. yeah. It's a scary thing. Well, I, I have a friend at work who sends me crazy TikTok videos all the time, and I'm like, why did oh, you yeah. send me that? I don't even... What is this? <laughs> You know, so um, before I let you guys go, um, we've mentioned the YouTube stuff. And of course, we yeah. we didn't. I mean, we've mentioned social media, but I'm sure Limber Lost is on all those avenues. The major platforms. Yeah. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Reverb Nation is a, good, is a great resource as well. Um, kind of like Facebook for bands in a way. Yeah. And our own website and YouTube are kind of like the primary primary channels that we use and, most, and most of that's like you can look us up under Limberlost or Limberlost Music uh, I think the only one that's rogue is uh, Limberlost underscore band is our Twitter somehow that happened yeah. but um, you know the um, but yeah Limberlost Music it's like our LimberlostMusic.com is our, our base you know website and uh, we're yeah. Limberlost Music on Facebook you made a comment about the uh, Portuguese yes um, yes and, yeah. and it was kind of, it, it, it's funny because you know as we grew um, our Facebook following, uh, you know, I went and started studying some of these things. I didn't realize there was like this deep state Facebook, you know, not the, not the crap that, you know, censors all your stuff, yeah. but there was actually a business management page. The advertising. Okay. And yeah, we're, but it was, it was much more than that. It's much more than the sponsored ad thing and all that, that most people do. Anything you can do from the Facebook platform itself, it, you're getting ripped off. Okay. I'm just going to say that out loud. Okay. You have to get underneath and you have to get into the Facebook business. Business Manager uh, by Facebook has all these tools in there where you can actually get affinity ratings on your, your music, on the people that, you know, look at your music, the things that are like your music, and you can... You, you can get a lot of analytics. Yeah. yeah, you get all this and all that crap that, that, you know, causes that stupid ad to pop up on your Facebook page right after you mm -hmm. talk about something is all in there and you can put that yeah. to work. And, um, oh. and so I did a couple of years ago, I started doing that, running some targeted ads and so forth and saw that we started growing our social media following. And it was, it was actual organic people actually getting involved because they were looking mm -hmm. for what I had. We were actually marketing to people that were looking for us. They just didn't know it. And yeah. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Brazil took off like a shot. I was. It thinking, was Sammy connected, wasn't it? It was no, a little bit. Nothing, Sammy had been. It, no. It had nothing to do with Sammy because Sammy 
our, our friend who runs Blue Helix, mm-hmm. Amy Shopi, is has actually toured uh, uh, Brazil several times. His wife na- uh, is a national. And uh, no, because he doesn't even have anywhere nearly. I mean, I think he's got maybe a couple thousand fans down there on Facebook. We got like 27,000. Yeah. Um, really? Wow. And, it, and, yeah. It, and so it made a ton of sense as that started to, to grow. To do the Portuguese. To have closed captioning in Portuguese. I don't want to make dumbass lyric videos. So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so now they can pull that up and go. And, and not to mention, there are people out there that need help hearing, you know. And, right, yeah. And, yeah. and stuff. So it, it, it adds to that uh, dynamic that. You know, now if you're sitting there, you can get a translation. And since, you know, over half of our following on Facebook and YouTube, uh, you know, speaks Portuguese, it makes sense to have it there. Uh, we're starting now to have a big following over in India. I think we've India, got like yeah. 18,000 followers over there now. And so, you know, That's India amazing. is now something that we're kind of toying with in terms of, you know, putting. there's a site, I can't remember what the name of it is, but there's a site that actually does that for you. Uh, where you can send them in and stuff like that. It's pretty inexpensive, and it'll actually they'll actually do all the translations, and then they send you the link back, and then you just boom, stick it into your YouTube creator, and it'll do all that for you, and it'll actually set that up. It's uh, but it's you know wow. it's a it's a real simple thing to do, and I think it it, it, it also points to your when you point to your demographic audiences like that that you know you have. Um, it also lets them know that, you know, hey, I know you're there. You're paying attention. Care. We care. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, well, that's yeah. cool. I mean, I can, on my host, I can look up, like, I can see all my demographics of where all my listeners, mm-hmm. where every single listener is. Yeah. It'll, you know, it'll tell me all that stuff. So that's kind of interesting, too, that you brought that up. Yeah. It's that's real, good to know. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's, it's just data, you know, but I mean, if they're, you know, if they're going to try and sell me stupid things I talk about during the day all day long, I might as well work for me, right? Pretty right. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. I got so many. I got more pantyhose ads than I know what to do with. <laughs> no comment. I was. I was <laughs> thinking the same thing. <laughs> like I'm not saying anything. <laughs> oh, we've got some pictures. Oh, we have some pictures. Yeah. You know, the thing you got to learn about me is, is I will. Look, I will. I will take a conversation off the cliff just to see if you'll get to follow any day. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but for real though, his Mike Burt was having a heyday in the eighties, wearing him some spandex. Oh, he has the photos to show. Well, yeah, I, I got poison photo. Yeah, I, I partied with the crew back when they were the crew. Really? Uh, no, it's yeah. I, I ran like around animal print spandex. Oh, those it's are the be on your best. Page somewhere. I'm glad. I'm glad I was like a little too young then, so I never yeah. did that to myself. I'm sorry, Mike. I don't. I'm, I just. <laughs> hey, you know, I'm still. I'm still sitting here licking my wounds. I just turned the big six oh two days ago, so you know. You I've wouldn't seen, believe it. You see him at a show, you would not believe that man is sixty. Wow. It's bonkers. Wow. Well, good for you. You're still rocking. That's right? awesome. Yeah, wow, man. absolutely. That's great. And he doesn't look. He doesn't look like his beat to heck is like half, you know, most of the rockers out there from yeah. those days anyways either. So. Well, that is true. Yeah. So yeah. I, only took, I only took the good drugs. <laughs> <laughs> or so you thought. I know that well, many of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, most of them is formaldehyde apparently because I'm preserved. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> oh, that was good. Well, you got you know what that was. I really had a good time. That was a, a total oh, pleasure. Thank you so much thank for you. coming on the show tonight. 
And oh, too. This, is, this is a great time. And yeah. uh, I'm going to, I'm going to listen to some more Limberlost. I'm going to, uh, cool. I'm, yeah. Cause yeah, I was, yeah. I was, I was liking it. Like I said, I just had one of those busy days. So I was like, Oh yeah. You know, yeah. Okay. It, it happens. So, well, remember, remember to be, remember to be sniffing around on August 6th when we drop the new album. There's still yes. some yeah. songs nobody's heard yet, you cool. know, so a couple little treats on there that people are going to go, oh my God, really? <laughs> well, I mean, I will, you know, I'm probably going to want to talk to you guys again when the album drops, so so we sure. can talk about the album, yeah. so let's 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 work on that, and I'll talk to Jody and, and I'll let her know. Yeah, appreciate that. sounds that. great. Okay. Yeah, jo- Jody's great, man. She's doing a great job. We, we appreciate having her on the team. Yeah, Jody's the best. I, I love working with Jody, so... And we gave her a plug, so. There you go. Hey, I probably go. don't give her enough as many plugs as I should, so. She uh, she does a great job. So, anyways, you guys, um, thank you for your time and have a great night. And I can't oh, wait. Oh, you to, too, man. Can't wait to hear the new album. Thank you so much. Okay. okay. Thanks, sir. It's been a blast. It's been a blast. Take, Take care. care. Thank you. See you later. Right. See you later. Bye bye. Oh.